Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? All right, Amy, big question this week in the SBC. Okay. Huge, huge question of great importance heading into Dallas. Yes. Yanny or Laurel? Laurel, all the way. Team Laurel, right here. Never heard anything else. How about you? Well, see, I didn't either. I heard the Laurel at the first, and then I started watching videos of other people listening to it. And in the videos of other people, I can hear different things, depending on the video. Well, that's I, they said it has to do with sound frequency, so, so that's it's, probably it's why. it's something to do with the, the recording of the sound in the other videos. I'm hearing different things. Right. So it, it thoroughly confused me. Did you see New York Times put out, it was a, a tool that they did where they actually adjusted the frequency on it, and you could... Hit, run a dial like to the left oh, wow. and it would it would adjust it and you could really hear Laurel and then you could go the other way and you could really hear Yanny but the middle spot was what the recording like actually was um all I know is that whatever her name was if it's Laurel or Yanny she's wearing a golden white dress to the <laughs> royal to the royal wedding tomorrow nicely done you connected black and blue white and gold Yanny Laurel and the royal wedding the trifecta weekend. That's impressive. Are you going to watch the royal this wedding? Is, heck no. Uh, <laughs> no way. Um, this is the kind of news and reporting that people have come to expect on SBC this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, well, I it, people were captivated by the Yanny Laurel thing and a lot of people um, talking about it. I got tickled because I saw a meme uh, or I, because I saw somebody drop something somewhere, a little levity in the election chatter that they said, what do you hear, Hemphill or Greer? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I thought that was pretty hilarious. All right. Well, hey, speaking of Hemphill and Greer, Monday we have a special episode interview with Dr. Ken Hemphill. We had a chance to talk to him this week. Had a great time talking to him this week. uh, Yes. Just just a a wonderful interview. We'll have that for you on Monday. Be sure to check that out. Special episode of, of SBC this week. It'll be on Monday. Next Monday we'll have an interview with J.D. Greer. And the Monday after that, we'll have our big Dallas preview. That'll be the Monday right before the SBC 18. Hashtag SBC AM 18. So, Amy, we've got to get on board with this. Absolutely. And we've examined this. So last week, I sort of reacted because I didn't see the hashtag until... Well, it was the moment that we were recording that I saw that hashtag. And so I was like, what? What's going on? We're going to... This messes up everything I've been thinking. But... It does. But, I have okay. I have an understanding of it now. We had some issues with the hashtag last year. A lot of people, bots and trolls and things like that joining in. So it's just sort of an opportunity for a, a clean slate. So currently, I've done some tweets that have both, but uh, I am making the transition over to SBC AM for SBC Annual Meeting 18. So we want to yes. encourage all listeners to help help make the transition um and if the bots and trolls follow us over there please be sure you are reporting those as you see them yes report those block them all that jazz yes so all right let's jump into this uh before we get to the news we want to thank once again our sponsor located in louisville kentucky the southern baptist theological seminary they are committed to training future pastors missionaries and gospel leaders you can learn more about undergraduate graduate and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu amy just want to mention something before we jump into the news 
Uh, I know last week was the Boyce graduation. Today is the Southern Seminary graduation up there in Louisville. We saw a uh, quite a touching moment last week. Uh, oh my goodness, in the yes. Boyce graduation where uh, they created a new award, the teacher, uh, like a teaching award, professor of the year kind of award at Boyce, named it after Charlie Draper and uh, presented that to Retta, who didn't know it was coming. Uh, Retta is his uh, widow, uh, works there at Southern Seminary, uh, is the uh, one of the, the office workers up there. And and she uh, was surprised by this, obviously. And then also in attendance was Dr. Draper, Dr. Jimmy Draper and his wife, Carol Ann. Uh, they had come in for the ceremony as well. Really surprising, really great moment. It uh, got a little dusty here at the house. I was watching that online. Oh, it was very special. And and uh, one of the reasons it's named after uh, Charlie Draper, he was a founding faculty member of Boyce um, back years ago. And so he was on faculty at Boyce when I worked there. And Retta, who works at um, Southern, has worked there for years in a number of different offices. And she and I worked together. The entire four years that I was there, I worked with Retta. Um, and she is just a wonderful, wonderful person. I have been, um, uh, I, I have hurt for her in uh, the loss of her husband. And what a special moment uh, to have that honor. So, new teaching award at Boyce. Very, very, very meaningful. Yes, it is. All right. Into the news, Amy. Big news this week. Out of Birmingham, Timothy George has announced his uh, retirement as the Beeson Dean. He's not going to be the dean anymore at Beeson Divinity School there on the campus of Samford University. He will uh, just move into a, a teaching role on the faculty uh, to teach church history and doctrine, uh, but will be giving up the deanship at the end of the 2018-19 school year. Yeah, so I you I think you were the one that sent this to me, but I've been seeing it going uh, everywhere since it came out. He's made such an impact, uh, certainly at Beeson, uh, but before that, I mean, he was at Southern Seminary for years. He's a you know been an incredible church historian in the SBC. Uh, it is anything in recent uh, decades hasn't, you know, Timothy George has been somewhere nearby. This is going to be a huge, huge shift, especially being the founding dean. Uh, Beeson has only been under the leadership of Timothy George. Uh, so a uh, bi- really big announcement. Yes, it is. And uh, we wish Dr. George all the best. Uh, he's going to have a great year, I'm sure, uh, kind of a send-off year in 2018-19 probably do some special things for him down there at Beeson. And uh, we know a lot of alums from Beeson. I had over, uh, I think, uh, was it 1,400 alum Mm -hmm. in in the 30 years that he's been there? So uh, quite a few people have been shaped by Timothy George at Beeson Divinity School, one of the most respected Baptist scholars out there. Uh, just uh, not just from a uh, scholarship point of view, but just as a a human point of view. Uh, I never heard anything bad said about uh, Timothy George. So uh, we wish him all the best as he has his last final hoorah uh, in the deanship at Beeson uh, this coming year. Yes. All right, Amy, annual meeting news. We got another nominee for second vice president. That means we have at least, uh, we have a runoff. I mean, not runoffs, but we have a, a race. The ballots, every, yeah. Every, yeah, we, have every... To, we get to vote. We get to use these ballots. That's right. That's right. So We don't just get um, to raise them. We get right. to fill out stuff. Well, even in those moments, if it's only one person, we don't even get to raise them. That's so true. it's it, yeah. it's all non currents kind of gets to have all the fun in those right it's just automatic so uh, so we will use the ballots uh, for every election uh, in terms of president first vice president and second vice president 
Um, at this stage, recording secretary and registration secretary, there's only one candidate in each of those. And that happens a lot or one nominee. And that happens a lot. Uh, so we don't, we don't know about that. Uh, but Jerry Drace, a Tennessee evangelist and a bivocational pastor, uh, from West Tennessee. Um, he is uh, at Friendship Baptist Church. The place he's been for years, his father used to be the pastor there. He is, uh, it's where he came to faith in Christ. So he is, is serving, um, in the place, uh, in, in the place that's very important to him. He, uh, is a former president of the Conference of Southern Baptist Evangelists. Cosby. Yes. That threw yeah, me off. I just, I just enjoy that, that acronym because it, it like has a word kind yes. of sound to it. Uh, so he, uh, so he is being uh, nominated by Ernest Easley. And uh, so this dropped this week. I, th- this something I saw for the first time and noticed. So the story dropped, but then a video dropped. I saw Ernest the video Lee, too. Yes, with Ernest Easley explaining his uh, reasoning uh, for doing this and, and talking about Jerry Drace. And I thought, well, that's that's kind of a new twist on this uh, that, that caught my attention. It was a, a brief video, so might check that out uh, as well. Yeah. Um, here, here's an interesting note because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's SBC time and everything. Jerry Drace preached at the SBC Pastors Conference in 1984. Wow. So way back in the day in the, the height of the conservative resurgence, he preached in the Pastors Conference. I was like four years old at that point. Um, so it was like 34 years ago-ish. So, yeah. But he preached at the Pastors Conference back in the day. And I'm talking like way back in the day. That's, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so, so he's been involved. He's been involved. You know, vocational evangelist. It says right. for forty years. Yes, so he's and, been around for and, a while. Yeah, and president of this organization has been involved in the Southern Baptist Convention uh, for, I guess, for all of his ministry. And so that yeah, is pretty a, much. a great it legacy. Sounds like yes. it. Yeah, yeah. So, so all right. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, see if we have any more. We may have another one or two nominees announced between now and the convention. I think it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. So. Which we're and, okay with, and we like because that's part of the process, right? And and here's the thing: always need to remember, it is helpful to us to have these announcements beforehand. It's yes. helpful to the messengers to have access to learn about them, but it is not required. So someone can show up ten minutes before with a nomination. That's what that happened, happened last year. Yeah, with the registration secretary, um, I can remember sitting on the platform and they called for uh, nominators, and then all of a sudden, just more people, you know, showed up, and a couple of people were going up nominating. I didn't even know who they were going to nominate. So, um, so that can also happen as well. Um, so we need to be attentive. We need to listen to these speeches, um, and and know that there's anyone's guess as to how this how this all goes. So uh, everybody come play their part. All right. We also have a statement from Steve Gaines uh, leading up to the SBC annual meeting in Dallas. Uh, he, he issued a statement last Friday afternoon. It was after we had recorded. Uh, but he discussed uh, some of the current events going on in the SBC, including diversity, uh, which I think we're going to talk about at the end, Amy. I want to talk about our blog post we dropped this week about candidate diversity, nominee okay. diversity, those kind of things. Okay. Uh, we will talk about that at the at the end of the show. Uh, but he also talked about Dr. Patterson uh, and everything going on at Southwestern. And uh, remember, that big meeting is on Tuesday this coming week, the 22nd, on, on the campus of Southwestern, full trustee, special called board meeting at uh, Southwestern. Uh, we will be giving you coverage of that on Twitter as news breaks and as we get news. So uh, there's that. And then also in this, uh, he outlined the uh, the way, because the, there's been some questions about the 
conference, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the convention sermon, right. and Dr. Patterson preaching that, and, and the couple of ways that he uh, might not be able to pay, to preach the convention sermon. Basically, it takes a vote uh, of the messengers for him not to do so, or he would personally withdraw from that responsibility. Dr. Gaines outlined that in his uh, statement. And then also at the end of the statement, he, uh, he called us to pray and fast and pray for 21 days leading up to the Southern Baptist Convention. That's something Amy and I will be partaking in from Tuesday, May 22nd through Monday, June 11th. So 21-day fast. Uh, you could, He said you could do regular fast or fast from something or eliminate a meal, something like that. So I think that's what we did last year. We'll pray yeah. and fast for 21 yes. days. Pray for our SBC trustees and uh, also encourage us to speak positively and constructively. So uh, a, a full statement there. From Dr. Gaines, we'll link to that. I, I encourage everyone to go and read that statement and uh, and join us in that 21-day fast leading up to the annual meeting. Yes, and just a, a couple of comments about this. That was, as you said, a lengthy statement hit on several things. One of the reasons, I think, I don't know, but as reading this, I, I felt like he was hitting many topics that were being discussed publicly, and there were a lot of questions back and forth. Uh, so even some of the ones about procedure was just to clarify, because a lot of people were saying, well, here's what you do and here's the, here's what has to happen. And why, you know, at, why don't you do something or why doesn't this person do something? And so he was really stepping into that leadership role, uh, for a moment to say, okay, that, you know, people have said this, here is how it works. Um, and that's part of his job as, as president. So, uh, I think it's always helpful every time that, that, um, as a leader, and he did this some last year when we were going through the alt-right resolution that as a leader, he stepped up and sort of told everyone, okay, messengers, you know, uh, people in, in different positions here is, how it works. Here are the options we need to all understand as we walk through this together. So there was something that was very helpful in that. Um, there was also a paragraph in there just sort of speaking to, uh, women and talking about, um, talking about esteeming and regarding women in the same way Jesus did during his earthly ministry, just general in the face of discussions um, that had been happening. And he says, this year marks the 100th anniversary of women being messengers to the SBC annual meeting. Um, it is my prayer that this year will also mark a renewed commitment to honoring women and their contributions to our churches and convention. Um, I really appreciated that paragraph in, in all of it. So uh, the, it was, it was a statement that had a lot of points, but I think it, maybe sort of settled conversation for a, a little bit. Yeah, conversation has settled down some. Yeah. I, I would agree yeah. with that. So, all right, uh, some other news for the annual meeting. Louisiana Pastor Brad Jerkovich will an announce that he will nominate uh, Ken Hemphill for the presidency. Uh, Brad is the pastor at, I think, First Baptist Bossier City in Louisiana, um, and he will be the one nominating because they, they nominated or they announced that he would be nominated uh, Dr. Hempo would be, but uh, there was no announced nominator right. whenever that came back in January. So here we have the name. Yes. So we didn't know uh, early on exactly who would be giving the speech. Um, and there have been times that people have said they were going to, I remember it was, I think, one of the first VP or second VPs a few years back, it was announced that one person was going to give the nomination speech. And then that person ended up having to go out of town. So uh, it, another person had to step in. So it isn't always clear when someone is going to be nominated, who will do it? Uh, and so now we know uh, Brad Jerkovich, and he has done, he's interviewed both candidates. He's done, he's done um, some things in this 
and uh, has decided that that he will be the one to give the speech. So, yes, and also um, he's. I think you serve with him on stage, don't you? Because he's on the committee on order of business for the convention. Yes, I've wor- worked with him for a couple of years. So, um, a yeah. Servant. So he's up there with you during the convention, and he'll be giving the speech as well. Yeah, servant of so. the, um, has has done things in denominational service for a while. I think very involved. All right. Um, also, we got a recommendation coming from the SBC Evangelism Task Force. They wrapped up their meetings this week. Uh, there's a couple of quotes in there, one from our good friend, Dr. Adam Greenway, and uh, Doug Mutton as well. Uh, so a couple of quotes in there. Go check that out. We'll, it doesn't have anything about the final report because that'll be released at the annual meeting. Right. Uh, but they have adopted the recommendations unanimously, the 19-member group appointed by uh, Dr. Steve Gaines. Right. And um, Adam Greenway was also, it says in the story, elected as vice chairman of Oh, that's the right. Board. Vice chairman. Yeah. So congratulations to Dr. Greenway on that and the vice chairmanship of uh, the SBC Evangelism Task Force. There we go. All right. Something exciting from Lifeway that I've been involved with, Amy, I've been working with Dr. Rayner on this, giving away Bibles, like free Bibles. It's called Share the Word Together. You can find out more at sharethewordtogether.com. Uh, but you can sign your church up, and if you're near a Lifeway store, you can sign up for a designated week. We give you all the materials you need to uh, to encourage the participation in your church. But they can, your church members can go to the store uh, and pick up a Bible to give away to somebody in the community. So, say you got a friend that you've been having gospel conversations with or talking to about the faith, and they don't have a Bible, and uh, you can go and get a nice free Bible from Lifeway and hand it to them and uh, try to encourage that gospel conversation, that church invite, church outreach uh, throughout the summer. That's pretty cool. So what have you, you said it's something you've been working on. What, like how long have you been? All the logistics. Yeah. So you're, it's a lot so of logistics. you're glad this is launching. Yes. This is uh, like, I, I told you, I think I've been a little bit under the weather the past week. A lot of things hit all at once in the last couple of weeks, this being one of them. And uh, it doesn't sound like it's that hard of a thing to do, but whenever you start talking shipping and logistics in the stores, and we did this all in about a three-week time period, um, yeah, it's it was it's quite a quite an effort to get this going, and uh, we it's been a, been a lot of work. It's been fun, but uh, you know, it, you got 170 stores nationwide. You're trying to get information into and from, and line up churches with different groups. I mean it. It takes a lot of uh, logistical work to make this work. So we've got a great team at Lifeway helping with this. But it's I'm encouraged by it. It's exciting. You know, it, free Bibles. No matter the church size, no matter what church he is, I mean, you'll get a week and your church can go in there and pick up a free Bible and give it to somebody in the community. You can coordinate it with your uh, weekly uh, outreach events that you have or if you have a special outreach like VBS or something, and use, use it to coordinate with that. So pretty neat. That is really cool. All right. Amy, Guidestone has a new lower-cost, secure health plan. So something we've been watching from them, you know, as Obamacare has come in, health insurance across the board has gone up, and Guidestone is coming in with a kind of a budget-minded health care coverage, as they call it, uh, in this story that was in Baptist Press this week. Um, that is, that's excellent. Uh, Dr. Hawkins has a quote in the story, talks about hearing daily from pastors and church leaders who are trying to do right by their employees and being responsible uh, to their budget. So this is sort of a way to, to do that, to take care of their employees and then also look at, at stewardship. Um, so this is some, I mean, goodness, I'm going to be honest and tell you that all of these discussions about healthcare and insurance, I cannot get my head around most of them. Um, but clearly, 
uh, as, as someone who has a family who has kids, we're always, you know, having to go to the doctor for different things. Uh, this is a concern for everyone. And it's, and it is a concern for businesses and for ministries as well. So this is a big announcement. Yes, it says that under the uh, new plan, eligible participants will have access to the Blue Cross Blue Shield nationwide network. And still the, uh, the primary care visits and teledoc consultations are available at no out of pocket charge. So, uh, you, you know, you've, you've got some basic uh, options there. It's probably minus some of the bells and whistles on it but uh at the same time it's a it's a good low cost option not too many details available yet those should be available at the SBC annual meeting and in mid June on the guidestone website all right amy down at mississippi college they have a new president ohio state university vice president blake thompson will start july 1st as the president of the 5200 student college in clinton mississippi yeah, this is that's kind of a big deal, and um, he he's from Mississippi, uh, but he's been vice president of Ohio State, you know, public a big university there. He's been uh, vice president of the Office of Government Affairs, uh, representing Ohio State at the local, state, and federal levels. Um, so, so that that's that's kind of a big deal. A lot of times we see. Uh, our Baptist college presidents may be coming from other Baptist colleges uh, or, you know, at other spots. I mean, the, the Charleston Southern just announced the, the air force yeah. officer. So we're seeing some different, some different moves by these colleges. Um, and I, I'm intrigued by this. Yes. And uh, he does have Mississippi ties. So if yes. you're wondering, you know, what, what's the tie here? He's an Ole Miss grad, uh, unfortunately. Um, and oh, you're going to get in trouble for that. All any Ole Miss well, I, fans, I mean, you know, any Ole Miss fans out there, I had nothing to do I'm with sure that, that comment. Well, they they probably can't figure out the technology to to listen to this podcast. I anyway. really had nothing to do uh, with that comment, folks. Nothing. Yeah, Southern Miss to the top. All right, uh, but he worked for Thad Cochran also okay. as well in the yeah. uh, the, the uh, U.S. Senate uh, and legislative director for Thad Cochran. So. I mean, he's got some D.C. policy experience. Obviously, he's the director of government affairs yeah, at, uh, goodness. at what Ohio a, State. So, what a resume! I mean, it, pharma- pharmaceutical pharmacy sciences. school I'm like, has a doctorate in wow. pharmaceutical sciences, um, an executive master's degree from Georgetown, and I'm looking at when he graduated from University of Mississippi. He's he's like just a year older than me or a year ahead of me, and goodness, he's done so much. I feel like a slug, um, but you should, yeah. But wow. So that's exciting news for uh, Mississippi College. All right. Some other exciting news up at Southern. They've launched their residential evening MDiv. Amy, tell us about this. Yeah. So this is basically taking uh, the concept of, you know, courses in the evening, which is that's not a new thing. They've done that. You know, no, everybody. That was done all that. the way back. The Fonz got his high school degree. Right. But at night school. Remember that episode? Happy days. Yes. But this is a sort of laying out a plan where you can finish your seminary education in eight semesters by taking four evening courses a semester, two nights a week. So um, it's, okay. it's, it really has to do with the curriculum that it's, it's a way for someone to do this. Um, and uh, this is a, a trend that I think we're beginning to see that it's not just about making classes available uh, that are, that, that are convenient for people, but it's a way of making entire degree programs available. So instead of you having to figure it out, okay, I can only take evening classes. So how can I get this one and this one? And this may not be offered in the evening. They're saying we are going to deliver our entire MDiv in a cycle. 
um, over over four years. Now they can finish it sooner than four years if they you know do do other things, online classes, or if it takes longer. I mean, it's yeah, not J terms things yeah, it's like not, that. It's, yeah, it's not a limit, but it is saying we're going to make it possible that if all you can do, yeah. if you're in a full time job, is an evening class, we're going to make it possible that you can finish this. Because the truth is, the the longer that it takes for a student to go through um, a graduate program, the the greater chances that they that they might not finish. Um, but you can. Yeah. Because I started mine 18 years ago, and I'm going to graduate in December. So you can, but it's very rare. Um, yes. So this is a way to do it in in uh, less than 18 years. That was with a big stop to you know raise preschoolers up into elementary school. That happens. That it happens. happens. It happens. I, I still think they should have called this the Fonz MDiv, but because every time I hear night school, I can't think of anything other than that. So that's really amazing. I I think that would have been odd to do that so as it probably I, the branding been. on that would just not have been good but anyway i mean hey. it's a great suggestion all suggestions are welcome yes and and but some suggestions are not as good as others yes all right a uh, couple of final notes here these aren't really news uh sbc specifically news related but uh, just a couple of things that i i know are important to me and amy uh number one the the high court uh, the supreme court voted to uh, allow sports betting in all states this past week Throughout a, a previous 1992 law that prevented state authorization of sports gambling uh, by a score of six to three, so if you had the uh, over at two and a half, you won on that. Oh, um, that's, you got jokes. Yeah. That's funny. Yes, I do. I've got plenty of jokes. But anyway, I, I was in a. I was quoted in an article this week about this. I am not a fan of this at all. Uh, this is going to have a devastating effect, I think, on churches, on families. I, would I am agree. not a fan. Uh, this is this is not good. This is not good. Uh, it's good for sports, good for money. Uh, I don't, the people no, that I don't, are doing but it. But I mean, I think I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You say it's good for sports because it's good for their revenue, but I don't think it's good for sports. I mean, I, I would okay. Yes, yeah. I agree with you on that. So you're so just a that. distinction. You're you're saying this increases their revenue in certain ways. Um, yeah, but it's it, not. It's an, it's an obvious extra revenue stream, right? But it is not but, good for sports. It's. It's not good no. for culture. It's not good for anyone. Because what you're going to wind up, you're going to wind up with, uh, you're going to wind up with places in uh, sports establishments that will be, you know, have betting windows at every sporting establishment you go to. Oh, um, that just I, I don't upsets know if me. You went to Churchill Downs whenever you were at um, at Southern, and when you uh, during your time in Louisville, I'm not sure if you went there or not. But I, I've, yeah. I've never been to Churchill Downs, but you know, you've got all the betting windows for everything. Right. You're going to have that same type of thing at you know your. Bridgestone Arena or Nissan Stadium or whatever. Yeah, I think the the thing that is frustrating looking at that as well is that it it also um, it also includes they could legalize and operate on college sports. Um, I think that is a real that's a that that's that's just a shame. I think there's an an extra layer that comes into we've already got issues about people making money off of college athletes. Uh, when the college athletes, obviously, I mean, they can't, they can't be paid for what they do. Um, there are plenty of rules about that, but it's just escalating this beyond, I think, the role that sports needs to have, which is as a kind of a healthy and good, um, and enjoyable part of, um, enjoyable part of our culture that it's, it's just adding in this layer of money, uh, that already is a, that already was becoming a problem. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I'm disappointed by this. Uh, same here. So, 
Uh, what I'm not disappointed by is this uh, guest column in the Biblical Recorder this past week. Oh, uh, yeah. By you, you talking about symphonic band, I think. Yes. I was using the, it's, it's called Joining the Orchestra. So this is an, ex, yeah. it's kind of an excerpt from the SBC FAQ's book uh, with uh, Dr. Keith Harper, uh, but I had written the preface for that. And so I took that and then took a couple of things that, that were in some, some of the questions and then added, you know, a little bit of a conclusion that fits uh, with right now. And I, uh, I, you know, I was grateful to the biblical recorder for asking um, for this as we are all thinking about participation. You know, I just want to see more people come because I want, uh, I want the process to, to work. And, uh, and so it's, you know, I start out with a little story about the first um, SBC that I went to and then just share kind of my, my thoughts about engagement. So uh, thanks. I didn't know you were going to throw that in there, but. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so check and, it out. And speaking of, speaking of want more people to come, we, there was an article this past week in uh, Baptist Press about the, this being the, the biggest SBC since 2010. Um, and our listeners would know that we've been saying that for a while as well. So we've, uh, we're expecting eight to 9,000, which would be the biggest uh, SBC since uh, 2010 when we were down in Orlando. We'll be yeah. back there in uh, just two years in 2020. We're and- back in Orlando. Yeah, and I, so. and I know that they have a way that they calculate that, that it's from, you know, pre-registered messengers to uh, hotel reservations, all of those things. So eight to 9,000 um, is the estimation. I still want to put the challenge out there. We are three, uh, we are three and a half weeks away. There's still time to make your plans. Let's push it over 10. Show up. Yes, sbcadvance.com. Yeah. yeah. All the information you need, sbcadvance.com. Right. Uh, and we will see you in Dallas. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for the news and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. Okay, so this isn't actually an a, a, an incident or you know any kind of special, unique thing. This was just something that I found uh, that was in 1950. It was the May 16th issue of Baptist Press, and it is this column basically by J.W. Storer called Unconventionalities. And I just got so tickled reading it. It's a lot of observations about the convention and particularly observations about the SBC annual meeting. Um, and it, it begins with, it will be kept in mind that what is here set down are the opinions and views of the writer and may or may not coincide with the opinions and views of others. And it's just this like, like just this running commentary, all these little snippets of uh, of little things he says um it was it is always interesting to watch the wives of the speakers just about every shade of emotion is emoted pride dismay uncertainty persevering loyalty and patient endurance once in a while a look that plainly says what did you say that for i got so tickled um he talks about uh on the sp- On the speaker's desk was a warning red light which came on when the speaker was within a minute of the expiration of the time allotted him. But but the brothers and even the president ran the red light. Um, There was the usual announcing of lost items, everything from money, mamas, and movie cameras. Um, Do we have a lost and found? I'm guessing there is a lost and found. I've never heard of it. We should ask about this and make sure everybody knows. Um, so it's all these, uh, it's all these 
sort of thoughts about the annual meeting um, that are just, they're funny and they're interesting. And it's, and it's also interesting to give some perspective that in 1950, what someone's uh, way of taking in. So read it like a, a Facebook um, feed. Yeah. You know. Or a Twitter feed. Yeah. Right. Right. That's cool. So. I'll check uh, that out. Yeah. So check it out. So uh, we spend every time at the annual meeting, we are always waxing eloquently all of our opinions and thoughts, but we are not the first to do that. Social media has just allowed us to do it in real time. Uh, but someone else, J.W. Storer, was doing it also this week in SBC history. All right. Very cool. All right. That's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is the SBC Cinders Reception. This is going to take place on Monday evening at 7 p.m. Uh, in the convention center. So just right before the uh, the, the uh, pastor's conference goes on. But it's just a time for SBC senders who are maybe pastors, leaders, volunteers who oversee local outreach, community development, North American church planning, international missions or mobilization, or in most cases, probably all these areas. So if you're like a missions pastor or your church does a lot with uh, missions or local outreach or something like that, this is for you. Uh, and it's just a time for you to come and enjoy coffee and dessert and just uh, get to know other people who are doing this like you in the SBC. It's going to be at the convention center in room C-144 and 145 on level 1 at 7 o'clock on Monday night, right after the IMB dinner. So if you want to go to the IMB dinner, then bounce over to this. There's a reception uh, for you, and uh, we've got a link to the order form or the registration form for this uh, if you're interested in going to that. Amy, your resource of the week is a uh, global hunger relief run. So this is, uh, happening again. You know, a lot of people did it last year in Phoenix, uh, on Wednesday morning, the 13th, uh, that will be happening. Registration is, is open now and, uh, you can do that. I have a lot of, know a lot of people who did it. It's near the same time as our women's leadership breakfast. So, you know, if so you could not participate, right, right? If we didn't have that, I would totally, totally be, be in, in the, bed still in the, yeah, I would not be at the run. There's no way on earth. I, I tried to say that and it just was, I couldn't even get it out. There's no way. I've, I know you better than that, but I've some never, people are runners. Yeah. If you're a runner. Go, yes. run, 5K. Is it 5K, right? Yes, it's a 5K. Yeah. There's so, also I a mean, one There's a one 20 mile, to 30 minutes. Yeah, there's a one-mile fun run. So let me let me go through some of the registration. There's a 5K. There are several different levels of registration, so you can see all of that for the 5K. Then they also have the one-mile fun run that you can walk run, so you can actually do this with kids. Uh, I could do that if I didn't have something else going on. So it isn't just for people who run 5Ks. And then I like this. They have a registration uh, level that is called run from your bed. And what that yes. and what that means is you can still send $25 to feed hungry people around the world, even if you can't be there. So maybe that's you what, know what I'm going to do. do that. I'll do run from your I'm bed. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm um, going to run from my bed. Yep. So... So definitely check this out, even if you are not a runner, uh, even if you can't participate, uh, you can still give to Global Hunger Relief, which is an initiative of Southern Baptists, used to be the World Hunger Fund. Um, a lot of different groups are involved in in helping with this. There are several national partners. Uh, Lifeway is one of them, IMB, NAM, ERLC. 
um, Baptist Global Response, WMU, and the Executive Committee. So this is a great sort of joint effort on the part of a lot of people, uh, and there's a way for everyone to participate. So I'm going to do the same. Excellent. Run from your bed. Yeah, I just registered, so I'm set. I While you were talking, I was able to register. Excellent. So I'm running from my bed. Actually, I'll be running to my bed, but yes, running from my bed. There you go. So. All right. Well, that's very cool. Uh, all right. So we mentioned it during the show. We have a blog post out about uh, some ideas that we have about helping to increase the diversity and uh, participation of minorities and uh, women in the process of the SBC nominations and uh, also appointments. So uh, that's something that's been a big discussion this year. We have a post up at the website. Go check that out in the blog section down there. Uh, it's just a proposal, just an idea that we had. Go over there, check it out. Uh, see what you think. We've had some feedback on it, so uh, we appreciate uh, everybody who's checked that out. And and uh, we, you know, it's something that we've been pushing. Uh, you know, not just us, but uh, you know, the presidents the last few years have been talking about uh, and trying to 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 do more of. So we're excited by that and encouraged about uh, the future of appointments and diversity in the SBC. Yeah, and and the big thing at the heart of that, you know, and that was just a putting forward, what it, what about this? Is this something that we could do as Southern Baptists? Um, the big thing at the heart of that is we need to all be involved, that we don't need to be passive. We don't need to just sit back. We have opportunities. There are, there's a way for everyone to use their voice in this process. And if we know people uh, to make suggestions. And so we want to, uh, to encourage everyone out there, every Southern Baptist, uh, to be paying attention, to not just go to Dallas for two days and then go home and not think about anything until Baptist Press, you know, puts out stories and we're talking about it on the podcast and then we're all wondering, hey, how did that happen? Well, we can be engaged in the process all the time. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, check that out. And it's exciting to see more people that are interested. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Don't forget next week, big week in the SBC. Not just because Krispy Kreme will have blueberry glazed donuts all week long, the 21st to the 27th, while supplies last at your local Krispy Kreme store, but a uh, big meeting at Southwestern as well. So be in prayer for that and um, pick up some Krispy Kreme. So I saw that on Facebook this morning, and that's all I can think about now, Amy. I Sorry. love Krispy Kreme, and I'm trying to eat well right now. So blueberry glaze. I can't get even one on talk the 21st. It. That way, you can start your fast for the uh, SBC on the 22nd. Oh you, man, I'm trying to shape. not. I'm trying to. Donuts are my kryptonite. So you know, just just one blueberry stop, glaze. Stop, stop. I don't like blueberry glaze. So maybe you can keep saying oh. that. One. Chocolate ice oh. custard. Yes. All right. On that note, uh, go get a donut, folks, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>